Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Drew, the host of your favorite podcast, Learn How to See Better. And today I'm excited to be with you to talk about something that's a nice follow-on to the previous episode where we were talking about starting with why and making sure you have the right driver to help you achieve your goals. Well, the fact of the matter is once you get the vision cleared up in your mind about why you're doing what you're doing and you have your your core values, your core focus, your long-range uh, goals targeted and mapped out and very clear, what should you do with that now, right? Well, you've got all that figured out and, and really at this point, it's about making sure you have the right strategic outlook on life. You figured out the whys, now you're trying to figure out the rest of the puzzle, right? Well, you know, one of the things that's going to be important to do is essentially assess and, you know, assess where you're at, kind of the the start with where you are component of it all, but also acknowledging that whatever goal or aspiration you have for 2030, if you've set something good, you can't achieve it right now. It is literally not possible based on the person that you are at this point in time. Sounds crazy, right? But if you think about it, your goals really should stretch you. They should make you become someone that you are not today. We talked about that previously, that the purpose and what you get out of setting and achieving the goal should be um, uh, inferior and secondary to who you actually evolve into, transform into, and become. So it is important to make sure that as we go forward, we keep some of those basic metrics at the front of mind because what it boils down to is, again, when you're at the start of your journey towards a new destination, you generally just ain't got it. You don't have the skills. You don't have the know-how. You don't have the mindset, right? Uh, and it reminds me of a couple of quotes that I'll, that I'll spit out here for you um, from, from some other individuals who have blessed me with those quotes. And I'll now share them with you, part of what Learn How to See Better is about. Uh, and one of those has to do with where we're at now. And let's say you're trying to you know, climb a mountain and, and reach your peak potential. Well, the fact of the matter is you may not have the skill to get up that mountain now. And uh, one of my mentors, who I love to quote because he's got some great quotes, his name's Jim Rohn. And uh, one of the things he said is you can actually make up in number what you lack in skill, right? Think about that for a second. You make up in number what you lack in skill. I'll give a, a very rough around the edges um, example, okay? Um, in my opinion, uh, greatest basketball player ever, Michael Jordan. He was great with free throws. He had an all-around game. He was just a superstar in his day, in his prime, right? And he was just a cobra in the clutch, didn't didn't mess around, right? But let's say the skill of basketball is something that he, you know, reigns overall. If you want to, um, you know, debate who's the best that that's so beyond the point <laughs> let's keep it focused but we can all agree that michael jordan was a great basketball player and the idea is he could probably uh, sink a lot of free throws if you gave him 10 free throws on a bad day he hit nine out of ten right i mean i've seen him sink them with his eyes closed left-handed you name it you know just just crazy stuff so you say well you'd never beat michael jordan in a free throw contest and i would challenge that statement and say you know i could beat michael jordan in a free throw contest um, he might shoot free throws, 10 of them, hit nine of them, okay? I'll shoot 100 
and I might hit like 15, <laughs> but guess what? 15 is more than nine. So I can beat Michael Jordan in a free throw contest as long as I get 100 shots and he gets only 10. But the, but the point and the fact of the matter is uh, that you make up in number what you lack in skill. So if I can't beat him in 10 shots, what would I do? I would attempt to make up in number what I lack in skill. I don't have the ability currently to hit 90% of the free throw shots that I take. So I'll just take a lot more higher volume and bam, guess what? I'm able to do the thing. So let's say you translate that into a business setting. Let's say you're not very good at uh, business uh, or, or generating income, generating revenue. Maybe you're not good at sales, right? So let's take that and look at that same scenario. You could not be a, a, a good salesperson and there's going to be somebody out there that is looking for what you have to offer. And if you'll talk to enough people, guess what? Um, you're going to eventually stumble across that person that's looking for uh, what you have to offer. Stated in a different way, uh, I heard this just today. Um, it was stated that repetitive use of a limited ability will always produce an increased capacity. Different words for a very similar statement. I got to give credit to Myron Golden on that one who uh, blessed me with that nugget today. And I think it's just so cool to be able to understand that you don't have to be the best at what you're doing. You just have to put forth enough effort to make up in number what you lack in skill. And I'll, and I'll state Myron's quote again, repetitive use of a limited ability will always produce and increased capacity. So it's just something to keep in mind. It's kind of like one of those mindset nuggets that you want to have before you start off on your journey. It's like if you go out there knowing that you should expect uh, difficulty uh, and you should expect challenges when you go out to uh, conquer a new quest or achieve a new goal, it should be expected there's going to be difficulty so that when you actually run into it, you're like, yep, I was looking for this the whole time. They said this was going to happen. So it doesn't, it doesn't stumble you. It doesn't jam you up. It doesn't knock you off course. And I think that's a pretty important thing because, again, when you're talking about long range goals, long distance with respect to time and how far it's going to or how long it's going to take until you actually are able to achieve something, you got to have that mental stamina to be able to weather the storms that you are inevitably going to endure. The rain, the sunshine, the wind, the hail, tornadoes, all of that. If you're trying to go somewhere worthwhile, you will experience challenges to get there. And that's what we have to understand is that, you know what, it's going to be worth it. It might not be easy, but it's definitely going to be worth it. So you just got to kind of, you know, suck it up and, and be prepared for that, especially if uh, the goal uh, or the end destination that you have for yourself is worthwhile enough for you to even put forth the effort anyway. So how's this tie back into the strategic outlook on life? It's very simple. You know, you got to have that long range view so you can even have a shot at achieving that goal because you ain't got it right now. Okay, you've got to grow. You got to go through some discomfort. You got to go through some training. You got to get around uh, people that are that are wired to achieve some of the same things or better yet, people have been there before might be in a position to show you the way, uh, even if you got to pay, right? So at this point, I thought it would be fair if I were to share what um, some of my slash our, uh, my wife and I's strategic outlook is on life. 
And you've been getting to know me a little bit better through this podcast series and understand some of the, the outlook and viewpoint that, uh, that I've got on life. And you know what one of our strategic outlooks is? It's pretty simple. I mean, one of the things that we're tre- trying to teach people to do is live and operate with abundance. And to be more specific with that, we're trying to teach ordinary people. Let me take that out. We don't try. We do. We teach ordinary people who have a desire to live but don't believe they're able to do so now. Uh, so we're helping people to uh, reinstill the power of their dreams uh, because we believe that you can have a slice of that uh, a slice of that dream today, right? Even if you want to uh, live an extravagant lifestyle and you have a lot of material things, there's ways to be able to structure to get a taste of that now. Does that mean you're living in the lap of luxury every day? No, not yet. But you can have some of that abundance now and at least be able to taste it to use as fuel to get you there to be uh, more permanently residing in that luxurious state. And I think that one of the things that you have to do is recognize how and in what ways are you bringing something unique to the table? Um, not because you need to be so unique, but what are some of the things that you recognize about yourself, your viewpoints, your goals, your strategy that are going to tie back into making uh, your strategic outlook a lot more tangible and realistic? And, you know, that's a bold statement saying that we teach ordinary people how to live, you know, um, or how to desire, we teach ordinary people who have a desire to live but don't know how, and we teach them that they're able to do so now. And so how are we able to do that? Well, what are some unique things about us? Well, number one, you know, and I'm speaking to my wife and I, uh, we're both entrepreneurs, and we're uh, we're both happily married to each other. We're best friends, and we're essentially a power couple that's in business together. I can count, or I can't count, I don't have the ability to count on one hand the number of um, challenges I've seen with other couples that are looking to do business. And, and generally it, it might be that one spouse is in and one spouse is out. You know, she wants to invest in real estate, he thinks she should just get a job. Or, um, you know, he wants to, you know, sell a house, sell the cars, and go all in on this new business venture. She thinks they should play it safe for the for the benefit of the family, right? And so what you what you find in those situations, unfortunately, is is two horses trying to pull the buggy in different directions. And how far do you get that way? It's unfortunate, but it's real. And so I'm I'm blessed and very thankful to have a partner in business that's all my also my partner in life. And I think that's what um, has other had other people refer to us as a power couple. It's not that we've taken over the world or exhibited something that's so Herculean in strength that no one else can accomplish, but we do some pretty cool stuff, I gotta say. Um, so we're power couples in business together. Uh, another thing that I'd say is unique about us is, is we are all in on the concept of life hacking. We call ourselves life hackers. We call ourselves life hacking experts. I mean, really what some of the things that we attempt to do is find out ways to crack the code to get more time out of a day. Because there's not too many people that'll argue that rich people got 24 hours in a day, poor people got 24 hours in a day, people that are happy got 24 hours in a day, people that are miserable with their life have 24 hours in a day, right? And so what's the only constant here? Is it 24 hours in a day, okay? Nobody's got a secret to get 30 hours out of a day. But at the same time, if you can think smarter about the things that take up your time and find the right ways to replace yourself in those activities, 
um, whether it's for free or for fee, you can essentially reclaim some of your time. And in some cases, you can actually buy back time, which I think is one of the best life hacks out there. Um, you know, I tell this example all the time. If you're, you know, you're an attorney making 500 bucks an hour, what are you doing going home to mow your own lawn? Unless it's a magic stress reliever, pay the neighborhood kid 20 bucks, 50 bucks to get that done for you, right? And you've got a one hour gain back in your life that you don't have to spend doing something that you don't find rewarding. And so, you know, that's just a tiny slice of, of, of little ways that people can go about uh, hacking their life. And that certainly doesn't make us any sort of expert by uh, tackling some of those common sense things. But what I've also found out about common sense is it ain't all that common, right? Uh, so be, being and becoming a life hacking expert through the different things that we try in life is, is something that, that actually serves us and I, I think is fairly re- unique. If not unique to the world, it's unique to our strategic outlook on life that I think will continue to serve us well and that I look forward to. And the third thing that I would share that's unique about us is that we, um, we again, we believe in the idea of applying some conscious thought effort to actually designing your life. And when, when you communicate with people, you can actually hear what they're saying even without them saying all of the words. Um, I learned this from a book uh, called The Five Love Languages uh, by Dr. Gary Chapman. Great book I would recommend for anybody out there trying to uh, better understand uh, relationships. Um, you could be dating, um, trying to understand your significant other a little bit better and how to have a better relationship. And part of that is, is learning to understand and speak in a certain uh, learning to understand and speak in a certain love language. There's five of them. I'm not going to go into that right now because it's going to take us on a tangent. But the the component of that that's relevant here is there's also life languages, right? You, you can you can tell when someone's speaking a life language of abundance or scarcity or hopefulness or fear. And so what we attempt to do when we when we converse and with individuals and when we consult with them, we try to hear their life language coming through and to translate that um, for ourselves and for them to really kind of cut through all the you know junk and peel back the onion to understand what is it you're really looking for in life. What is uh, what is that thing that you're seeking so that we can better assist you in adopting the concepts and methodologies to be able to effectively design your life. How cool is that? So these three things make us walk on water? No, I'm not claiming that. But I do think it's fair to say that they make us fairly unique and they do contribute to our strategic outlook on life. And, you know, I've been uh, as as bold as to say, hey, we can make the guarantee that no matter how ordinary or resourceless you feel, I believe, we believe, and we guarantee like every person Every single person can hack their life in some way, shape, or form. And if you can just introduce the smallest life hacks, that can be something that's bringing you joy. And these are the types of things that can actually build on themselves. So maybe get one win, you can stack on top of that. You can stack on top of another thing. And that's one of the the, uh, essential components to how you start to formulate that life vision, right? You have the right outlook on it. Again, you're combining the values, the focus, the targets, the outlooks, and merging all of that together, getting clarity on what all of that means for you so that you can be able to actually move forward with taking that long range target and starting the process of breaking it down. 
how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. No brainer there, right? But it's not that simple uh, when, you, when, you, when you sit down at the table <laughs> with the fork and the knife and the elephant. You don't really see it that way. It's like, oh, I just eat this thing one bite at a time. No, it, it still seems like a grandiose task, but it's an outlook and it's understanding that we have to grow to become the person that we want to be. That's why every kid out there, um, you know, always talks about when I grow up, right? When I grow up, when I grow up, I want to become or I want to be this. They're usually talking about professions, not identities, but again, uh, separate topic because occupations do not uh, define or determine who we are. Um, so my goal for all of you is to identify something unique about yourself that ties in to your strategic outlook on life. What are some of the unique personality traits that you have? What are some of the unique skills that you have? They're going to help propel you towards that goal, even if you need way more skills in that arena to get even close to your long-term goal. So it's about outlooks, positive outlook, positive outcome. If you heard me say it once, you've heard me say it 20 times. And I think that's a, a big key. You can have a big goal, but if you don't have a strategic outlook that's going to help you to not just reach your, your 2030 goals, but also uh, several of the, of the sub-goals that you'll, that you'll have set for yourself in the meantime, it, it's going to be critical. It's going to be critical to have that piece in place and have that right outlook. Because if you don't have a positive outlook, <laughs> yeah, kind of scary to think what that outcome could be. So we're, you know, we live in worlds of energy where it all propagates and you've got to send the right energy signals into the world to be able to get that back, um, to come back to you as far as a positive energy and positive results in your life. So that was a piece I wanted to share with everyone so that we can keep this gravy train rolling because really what I'm looking to do is help you complete uh, construction of your own life vision. And you've already had roughly half the components of how you go about doing that. And if you're listening closely and paying attention, I don't want to keep walking through every, every step, every time and insult anyone's intelligence, but the keys are all there. And what we're going to be doing over these next few episodes is breaking down uh, some of the details of that so that you can all see how tangible some of this is. And hopefully be able to, again, apply it to your life before we start to uh, get back to the regular um, regular feel of the podcast where I'm taking you through a variety of life lessons that I'm receiving that are teaching me how to see the world through better, clearer eyes. But first, we got to have the right vision before we can have the right sight. So you can see how this is all coming together. And my goal is that uh, you all listening to this will start to pick up what I'm putting down and piece it all together to formulate your own masterpiece called your life so with that i thought this would be a good piece of information for us to break and end with for today again we're going to keep the series going with this topic of creating your life vision and how do you go from soup to nuts how do you take it from this you know generic random idea of wanting to do something a little bit more with your life and then taking that novel concept and turning it into something tangible that's what I want to help you all do, and I feel like uh, that's worth its weight in gold. W-E-I-G-H-T, not W-A-I-T. So tune in next time. Share this with a friend. If you know anyone with vision issues or struggling to put together a vision for their own life, 
you owe it to someone special that matters to you to connect them with this information because I'm willing to bet it will do wonders for helping them gain clarity. Clarity leads to power, power plus persistence. Oh my goodness, yes, that can be what really starts to move mountains. So until next time, I wanted to leave you guys with a nugget and encourage you all to share this information and subscribe if it's meeting that frequency that you need to tune into. And I can't wait to see you guys on the next episode. Until then, take care and keep learning how to see better. Thanks.